Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. I'm delighted this week to be joined by a special guest. Mary Dunn is a pro-age advocate, model and stylist. And if you've picked up a recent edition of a magazine or Irish newspaper, you will certainly have spotted Mary in it with her long, fabulous grey hair. There was even a recent feature on her in Irish Country magazine. She's an inspiration not just to women, but to everyone seeking to step into their own power and to own their fabulousness. She's certainly an inspiration to me. Mary brings her style and elegance and wisdom to this week's podcast. So Mary, you're so welcome. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you, James. That was a gorgeous introduction. I'll tell you, my head was getting bigger by the second. <laughs> but it's all true. <laughs> no, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be, to, to be here as your guest oh. and, and really hi to all your listeners too. So, Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mary. I know this is going to be a good chat. Let's, let's dive in. Yeah. You know, I, uh, working as a model and a stylist, Mary, it sounds so glamorous. How did that come about for you? Gosh, it's, it's, there's such a backstory to this, James. Um, I was um, flying my career, my, the end of my career was with Aer Lingus. It right. started in the 70s, had a gap in the 80s, went back in the late 90s and took early retirement when I was 61. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I wanted, to, when I wanted to reinvent myself, mm-hmm. you know. I traveled to London and attended the Conte Nast Styling course in the Vogue School. Of oh, right. Okay. Very hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was incredible in every way. It really, really was. I received my diploma. And when I returned back to Dublin, I decided to also let my hair grow to its natural gray color. Right. You know, it can take courage to let your hair go gray. Um, It can feel like an admittance that you are old and now invisible. Um, But imagine to my surprise when I realized that uh, once I'd taken the plunge, Mm -hmm. I now had a new color palette to work from. And I was spotted by working as a stylist by the modeling agency. So that's where it all took off. Gosh. I'm reminded when you speak of that, I think I saw on uh, Oprah or something to do with Oprah a while back where she was interviewing the actress Ali McGraw. Oh, from, beautiful. Yeah, I think that goes back to, was it Love Story or something? Love Story. That she was in. And yeah. she said for, for years she coloured her hair, but it was only in recent times when... Um, uh, I think she turned 70 that she made the conscious decision, you know, to let her her hair grow grey and, uh, you know, and to embrace it, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and now that's probably an element of your brand, as it were, as a as a model. A grey. What was it on your 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 Instagram? A grey grey ambassadress. Am I getting? I'm a grey hair ambassador. There you go. Grey hair ambassador. <laughs> this did I ever know? You know, because I was originally brunette for from for most of my years, very mm-hmm. dark chestnut brunette, mm-hmm. and from my early forties, as I was going grey slowly, I was highlighting this. 
highlighting it to blonde mm. very, very slowly. And within a few years, I was, I was a blonde, which I never felt completely comfortable with either because I did love my brunette also, my classic right. brunette color. So it, I, for, for a couple of years before I decided to turn gray, it had been sitting with me. Mm. You know, I, I wasn't a true blonde. I mean, they say blondes have more fun, but I was having fun anyway. All yeah, day. and you're continuing to have fun, Mary. I know that for sure. And um, um, and for, for listeners tuning in, I know you are on social media and uh, certainly on Instagram. I follow you on it. So I'm going to give out your handle so that anyone tuning in, you know, can can check okay. you, can check you out on Instagram. It's Mary Un underscore done dot I-O-L. Um, nice. And of course, you're represented by the Morgan Agency, isn't Love that right? Yeah. yeah, it was Morgan yeah. Agency who spotted me while working as a stylist. Um, now, funny enough, a little bit of backstory. Mm. While I was over um, completing my styling course in Conte Nas School of Fashion, the the PO team there took me aside at the end of the course and said, you know, you really should think about when you get when you get back to Dublin is getting into modeling. Right. And really it's it's you know, it it didn't seem I I, I wasn't I, I I was a little bit taken back mm. by it. I mean I, I love the styling. I still do the styling, but I was a little bit taken back you know, um, by this comment. However, it did obviously plant a seed because within a couple of months while working as a stylist, I was approached by the modeling agency, Morgan, but it just felt right then. Then it felt absolutely right. But the seed had been sown. Yeah, that's fascinating. There is always that strand mary i think where you know when when we do what we what we feel we want to do or a call to do or we just enjoy you know like you with that with that course in london and then it opens a door to something new and it, it that piece of swimming downstream it's like they came to you you weren't going around knocking on no i didn't i didn't send my photos or portfolio or anything into it to any agency but something within you the so the seed had been sown yeah. Yeah. So when it did happen, it just felt so right. Yeah, really timing, did. timing, yes. And yeah. what, what's fascinating as well, you know, when you were speaking earlier about, you know, taking the, the early retirement and then mm-hmm. you know, going off and doing your course, I know there's that modern phrase of like the third act, as it were, you know, mm-hmm. when, when people have maybe finished their first career mm-hmm. um, and you know, there's still that expanded. There was a book I was reading recently and they were saying, you know, people are living longer by and large. Yes. But, but, but the extra, the extra, say, 10 years or whatever that we're living now as opposed to, you know, 50 years ago, it's not sort of added on at the end of life, although chronologically it is, but it's like those middle years are expanded, like, say, between 40 and 80 or whatever. Like, you can sure. still be so... Yes. so active and vital and contribute and, and enjoy life in those it was, it was probably always there in some mm. way and we, we used it to a certain capacity but not fully like you know I mean I love even Oprah Winfrey I mm. mean I love all her books but mm. she's always said we all have a personal calling and we're all as unique as a fingerprint yeah. 
We work hard, so you need to work hard with it. It doesn't just happen. And it continues to evolve because it's it never static. Never. Yeah. I find I find that myself even. Tell me, what's it like, Mary, when you take Image Magazine, VIP mm. Magazine, Country House Magazine, mm. off yourself and you see yourself looking out at <laughs> I've always wondered, what's that like? <laughs> um... It's lovely. Thank mm. you, James. You know, it's really lovely. I mean, I, I normally when I'm walking around with my trolley in Nolan supermarket here mm. in Calf, you know, the more recently, it's, it's for the last few months, um, I've been featured in, in quite a few magazines. And, you know, it is lovely. But every time I see myself in a magazine um, or a ca- campaign, mm. it really makes me so happy that my age group for and for, for um, are represented in the media mm. and that the industry are finally understanding that we are alive, mm. we want to look good and I'm really pleased that the industry is more pro-age now than they've ever been before, you know. Yeah, that, that's an interesting phrase because I know you describe yourself as a pro-age advocate, Mary. Yes. And it's a phrase that I've not come across before. Um, but tell me a little bit about that or, or why that's important to you. Well, pro-age to me, it's, it's like it's positive aging, James. Mm, mm. To me, that's what it means. And it's choosing to age with positivity, mm. you know, and never allowing age to, to define us, you know. Personally, I love getting older, you know, and there are so many positives to look forward to. You know, we have more time for ourselves, definitely. Mm. And the wisdom, the wisdom that we've accrued. Ah, without a doubt. You know, I I love the confidence and the freedom positive aging has given me. Um, It's time we're given to reevaluate our lives and to reinvent ourselves as I've done. Um, And we acquire so much wisdom we have done over the years and experience. And this gives us this confidence we have as we get older. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, confidence for, for me is always about like faith or trust in ourselves. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah. when you're younger, it's like, what are they thinking of me? And oh my mm-hmm. goodness, you know, the focus is external. Whereas after a while, I think you just get tired of that. And it's like, <laughs> no, this is what I want. And, you know, this works for me. And let me tell you why. Um, there's also that piece, and and it's something that struck me in 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 recent times with say a few health challenges or family bereavement, whatever. Mm. It's um, it's also a privilege to get older. It really is. It truly is, particularly with so much heartache and mm. particularly the times and challenging times we're living. Yeah, yeah, you know, when you see so many, like I was walking around the, the cemetery where my dad is is buried and, you know, there were so many young people and dates of births that are a lot younger than mine on, on gravestones. And I sort of go, I had a milestone birthday this year. The big really? 5-0. Yeah, the big 5-0 in June. Happy days. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't uh, yeah, put it this way, I, 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 and I don't have the grey hair to show for it, Mary. I, <laughs> I do a little, but there ain't much hair there to start with, so I don't think I could be a grey hair ambassador. But you're very young at heart too, James. You're very I'm young at heart. And this is important to just, uh, yes, yeah. hold on to that, you know, if we're lucky enough to have it. Just hold on to it, you know, yeah. and enjoy it. Yeah, and to acknowledge, you know, the privilege of getting older, to yeah. to savor the wisdom. And I think the other bit that sits in there for me is 
um, you, you sort of know what works for you and you sort of know what doesn't. Like, you know yourself, uh, you know, more as you get older. Um, uh, and somehow it's easier to say no as well, which is um, which is another plus. Somehow I think I can justify saying no. I was just saying this to my friends earlier, you know, even though I'm a little bit of a people pleaser, I always have been, but not me, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I've always please myself too but um it's you are you do you are able to say no mm, mm. you know easier much easier yeah, than yeah you did yeah. when you were younger but Anne Lamont is an American novelist I I love oh her. I love her yeah yes. and she has also wisely said I'm all the ages that I've ever been oh You've given me my wisdom and inspiration and oh I love that it. that's it in a nutshell yeah, and all the ages I've ever been. All the ages I've ever that's, been. You know? that's, that's, that's lovely. And I think what I'm getting from that as I'm hearing it, um, Mary, is, you know, I can, uh, you, know, I, you know, who I was at 6, 16, 26, 36, 46, it's still all there within me. A bit like the rings of a tree almost. It is. Um, and, 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 and actually that's, yeah, that's striking a chord with me because... I know sometimes for me, yes, I might be positive and young at heart and whatever, but sometimes I can be a little bit too serious and to sort of go back to, you know, let the 16-year-old James come forward a little bit. And I do. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I was always a dreamer and a wanderer and used my imagination. And that's what I hope, James, getting a little bit away from it, that, you know, with COVID and COVID mm. restrictions, is that the younger people... And particularly children, you know, they are our future mm. in this world, is that I believe parents are more into buying books rather than toys for them, yeah. and them to use their imagination to paint, you know, their feelings. I think this is incredible and wonderful, you know. And even if we were to do it today ourselves, we'd feel much freer and open and yeah, I, I often think as adults, it's one of the pieces of work that sometimes comes up with coaching work that I do with clients where as adults, we have plenty of responsibilities and all of that. But there, sometimes we, we need to redefine what fun is for ourselves yeah. as, as a mature person. How do I redefine uh, fun? And, and it's interesting when you speak, I was only watching something on, on, on television earlier, I think it was at the end of an RTE news broadcast mm -hmm. um, where they were saying this year in schools of course parents can not come in to see nativity plays um, because of the the COVID restrictions and of course that would be a milestone you know going in to see you know someone dressed up with a tea towel on their head as a shepherd as I think I was when I was <laughs> um, but there I think I don't know what the platform was but they were doing it to try to encourage parents to recreate nativity plays at home Oh, brilliant. Yeah, and I to give material to support that or ideas for supporting that. And I said, there's innovation and creativity and fun. But this is what we did growing up. I was born in the 50s and mm. this is how we were. This is how we grew up, you know. You know, we would even go out with our friends in, in the street and put a big old, I don't know where we'd get it from, a big old coat over our heads. Mm and tell stories and we'd make up the stories as we were going along <laughs> <laughs> yeah natural natural storytelling natural story. and imagination as you say imagination and when the, and that is priceless you know mm. and i mean that i think brings so much stability 
into into a child and and enter and the grounding even as they progress and get older i think it's just gorgeous yeah i i see it i i see it with my own nieces and nephews to some extent i mean they love their devices you know they're sort of teenagers now anyway but there there's still that element of um how would i say creativity that wants to be expressed which Mm -hmm. i think is is part of the human condition Mm -hmm. i think it was joe malone you know the lady who did the the candles and yeah i think i heard her speak um a, a year or two back and uh she said if you know if we're feeling low or lacking in motivation or whatever um it's often because we um, we're not expressing our creativity uh, it's like it's against the human condition and that struck me as being true and i think for a lot of yeah. people they don't necessarily view themselves as creative but i mean that can be putting a meal on a table or it can it can be putting an outfit together mary and there's a segue if ever there was one into yeah. um your your wearing your other hat that of a stylist which again sounds equally glamorous tell me about that what does that involve yeah. Okay, so my backstory, why? But I've always loved style. I mean, I, I told a little story there of me being on the, sitting on the wall with all my, my eight siblings, yes. and, you know, and Mary sitting on the end with her legs crossed in a coat, hat, gloves, bag. Um, I've always loved style. Even through my years in Erlingus, I would mm. end up styling the directors and, and, and management for different events because it just was it, it just so came so naturally to me i loved Isn't it that fascinating mary that sometimes it's just the stuff we do naturally mm. you know it's like it's in our dna it is in our dna yeah, yeah. it really is and i mean even i i i went over to i left ireland when i was very young i wasn't even 17 and i'd saved up and i'd been working here but i had a red trouser suit and a big mm-hmm. black floppy hat and a black shirt and a black rose and I, I had a job in the Erlingus Hotel and reception waiting for me I was lucky mm-hmm. enough but I arrived over there I mean I thought I was the woman of the world <laughs> getting on that plane and quite honestly you know in those years it might sound horrifying to the younger generation now but we were more streetwise and and with a lot of awareness, with I had a lot of awareness mm. growing up too in a large family. We had to because we had to be responsible for our younger siblings mm. too. But I didn't even know the facts of life. But I thought I was coming of the world in my red trouser suit, stepping on and off that plane and making my way to the airport to the hotel. And by the time I got to the hotel, I was ashen grey when the I got a bus to Cromwell Road, got a black taxi to the Tara Hotel, which was the Erlingus Hotel. And it was just so warming and wonderful. The porter, when he opened the door, I'm like, God, I was grey, ashen grey. <laughs> <laughs> and I explained I was coming to work in the hotel and he took me around the back and they made me a cup of tea and an open fire and a big dirty bug, you know, and just settled me in before I had a week in the hotel before they set us up in a really lovely accommodation. But anyway, um, going back, sorry, to your question, you know, as a stylist, Mm -hmm. I believe Ralph Lauren has a lovely quote. He believes it's never about age. It's all about taste and lifestyle, James. Um, Yeah, I love his stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was, a docu- there was a documentary on him not that long ago. It was, yeah. Uh, 
which was excellent um, yeah. and um, really admire him as a business person too. Yeah. But I also love to style and help women to feel good and confident about themselves, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and for me, I start with a, with a little chat with my client and find out their lifestyle, how they live their lives and what their needs are mm -hmm. um, at the present time. I then pair this with their body shape, mm -hmm. skin tone, hair color, um, where I then hopefully create a beautiful capsule wardrobe of mm -hmm. color and style. And that I can see, you know, with my vision, um, a style for them that will suit them and hopefully they will love. Yes, and also feel good. Um, yeah, and to yeah. Yes, and that's, I get that as I'm working with them though, and I would never allow them to go away not feeling good because it is a matter of building a rapport and a connection um, with a client when I meet them. So that's very, very important for me. Yeah, and and I think being honest there as well. I'm reminded of um, uh, there's a, there's a lady who who I've gone to a few times who um, I thought she, I, I presume she's a stylist, but I think she's classified more as a personal shopper. And mm. Myself and Brian went to her when we were getting wedding outfits together, and I used her oh, yeah. and Brian didn't. And he said that was. Yeah. Amazing experience for him he, he kept thinking he was going to be like julia roberts and pretty woman you know <laughs> like, who ordered pizza or you know that sort of stuff and, uh, and of course you were given a cup of coffee and everything else but it was it, it, it was part of the pre-wedding mm. preparation and it was a bit of fun and i remember two things one he got an outfit, was delighted with it, and, uh, you know, spot on. I came out with a pocket square. That's all. A pocket square. And he can buy stuff straight off the rack, you know, uh, whereas sometimes I need, I need a trousers taken up or whatever. And, um, but I always remember the, the, the lady working with me, Anne, and I know her fairly well. Um, and I was trying on different things, and she said, most of it, she was like, no, James, that doesn't suit you. No, that makes you look too old. No, that drains your color. And mm -hmm. and I sort of knew those bits as well. But whereas I might debate a bit and then get a bit impatient mm -hmm. and say, oh, I just buy this for the sake of it. You know, she said, no. And she said, it's great that you're leaving here not having bought something. No, I love that too. Yeah. I, mean, I don't like, and none of us do like to be pushed into buying clothes that you know, that instant feeling of, I love when I put something on and I love when yeah. my clients, when I chose something for them and you can see they go, <gasps> yeah. it, you know, it's perfect. It lights them up. It lights them up for, for me. Yeah. It's, and it's gas because I've not thought of it this way, you know, until this chat. You know, it, it, it encourages you to, it, if you can get it where you can see evidence of when you feel you're at your best, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And we get to know that. We get to know that as stylists, you know, you, you, and that is just such a lovely feeling, even for stylists, not even the client. Yeah. You know. It's also reminding me, Mary, that I have a jacket that I particularly love. Really? Um, which I didn't get for the wedding. I got it after, after the wedding and I love it and it was made for me. Um, and with everything that's been going on this year, it currently doesn't fit me. So, 
<laughs> Nothing fits anyone at the moment, James. All of our, even if my clothes have fit me, but all around, the t- you know, oh. we, we have all gained a, a few kilos. I pounds. know. And as Brian said, if you went to button that jacket and you <laughs> it up, it would take someone's eye out. It would, the jacket would pop. And, and, and I miss, it's bizarre, I miss wearing it. Um, I miss wearing it. And part of that is it's what I wear if I'm doing big talks and that sort of thing as well. And, and There's also yeah. the whole story of when you got, you know, the yeah. reason why you bought the, like, you know, yeah, and, and it symbolizes really, yes, yes. isn't it? Yes, exactly. Speaking of looking good and feeling good, and obviously when you're, you know, you know, even as a stylist, Mary, I suppose you're, you know, you've a certain brand or you've a certain mm. image, but certainly as well as a model and when you're behind the camera, mm. yeah, any tips that you have in terms of your own health, wellness, beauty regime, um, you know, stuff that has, that, that has stood to you or they're your, they're your reliables, as it were. Mm. Of course, yeah. My really one very well. Your my spiritual practice has always been important to me, even mm. when I didn't realise it was important to me. Mm. You know, um, hugely. And my morning rituals and with my skincare. You know, I'm very lucky in where I live now. But no matter where we are in Ireland, we all have beautiful walks in nature. Mm. So it's always walking for me is my form of meditation too mm. in the morning i get out first thing in the morning i always have found and still find joy in little things mm. every day you know mm. um but one thing i do is i put on my favorite music in the morning um while preparing my breakfast and i dance and i always have oh, I'm wow. a dancer i don't go around kicking my leg up in the air okay. but i move yeah. and i always have done and i've always particularly you know, done this through even some difficult times throughout my Mm. life. You know, we've all gone through them, Mm. you know, and it's, I think music for me has just been just so inspirational and so wonderful too, um, as well as my spiritual practice Mm. um, and dancing. So that's what I do, you know. I think, yeah, that's that's fascinating because what strikes me as well is I suspect behind the camera, Mary, it's almost like a dance as well because it's it is. It is. So it's 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 knowing your body and, and it's freeing yourself. Mm. It's freeing yourself. It's it, it it truly is. You know. Um, but mm. all of my routines, you know, regarding health, wellness, and beauty, um, the base of it and the foundation of it is treasuring yourself, your good friends. You know, finding your tribe. You know. Um, going yeah. out there and meeting the friends that make you feel good because you can do all the other rituals, but you need that solid foundation mm. of what's really real and what, you know, gets us through the particularly most difficult, you know, trials in our yeah. life. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, there's a groundedness to that, I think. Mm. Um, and, and, and it's the old cliche, I suppose, Mary, of the inner beauty, you know, it's, 
it, it's 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 shining bright eyes as it were that comes from that but uh, this is all your spiritual practice mm. your good diet which i do you know my morning rituals um which i do definitely you know most days not all the day i just don't feel no not for today i'm i'm just too tired i don't do it i don't push myself mm. you know if i'm not in touch or connected with it you know um I think it's very important to be creative with all our, our foods at the moment and live colors, bright greens, yeah. reds, yellows, oranges, you know, diet is so important um, and stay away from um, processed foods as much as you can. Stay yeah. very hydrated. Yeah. And, um, it's, the, think, yeah. it's the basics, Mary. It's, basics. it's stuff we know, but it's, I think it's creating the habit of it. I, I, I saw something recently, I think it was online, where Cindy Crawford, one of your fellow models, mm. say, um, um, uh, who I think is well in her 50s now, I think, and um, she was saying when it comes to, to diet, which is a very simple rule, it's like she tries to eat 80% good 80% mm. of the time. Mm. And I said, that's doable. You know, It is doable. doable. Yeah. yeah. You know, we have to, to, you know, we, we because you won't, you know, I won't. I still love my chocolate and I love my, you know, I, you know, I eat a good diet, but I also don't restrict myself to the perfect diet mm. seven days a week, you mm. know. But, but, but James, you know what I believe is really important to all of this is mm. just the best medicine of, of all is belly laughs, <laughs> you know, around the yeah. people yeah yeah. I think so. yeah i agree there is that that and you have to laugh when you look at it the laughter yoga i've seen some of the videos on youtube yeah. of just laughter yoga and just looking at it will make you laugh um but i i think there's something in there about how would i say it um you, you know er, earning the laughter lines as it were around the eyes i have a lot of yeah. them <laughs> I have a lot of them, uh, you know, yeah. And this is the thing, I do have a lot of laughter lines and I put them down to my laughter lines, my wisdom lines, my, mm -hmm. you know, life's lines. But they're my lines. Mm -hmm. you know, they're my lines and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Know, and laugh. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, they're the, not residue, they're the external evidence of all of the fun and joy um, that, that has created them or the experiences over the years. Yeah. yeah. And I just, yeah. And I can just be, I always think if I can be a better person than I was yesterday, you know, in, in, in my life, that's good enough for me, you know. Uh, and it's also then as well, I think what, what attracts people to us. I mean, I'm sure you find that with, um, with clients, you know, with agency, whatever, who want you back because they've they've enjoyed the experience, mm -hmm. the energy that you've brought to what it is you're you're doing. It's not just the image, as it were. Yeah, it really is. I mean, um, yeah, I just think we, and it's not comparing. There's so much comparison in the world today, James, and there's so much cloning, um, and it's it's a little bit unfortunate, but hopefully again through COVID and these very challenging times that people will really realize they're enough. We're all enough. Yeah. We are all enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's to, 
it's to let, 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 sometimes we have to practice on letting that settle with us uh, because there's so much out there that encourages us to think we're not enough. Buy this and you'll be enough or, you know, go there and you'll be enough. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's also linking back into what you were saying earlier about the pro-age advocacy. Mm-hmm. And you do see it within the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. Where there is greater diversity now. And yeah. And different people are seeing different, more of a varied representation of themselves in the in the media, which wasn't the case before. Um, no, there would have been fear, a little bit fear around that. But, you know, I'm just so happy. And that's, you know, probably the strongest point what's keeping me. Um, I'm just so happy where I'm at in, in the, my modeling career because of the recognition of within the industry yeah. of the more mature model. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that's just that's fabulous. That's just tremendous, you know, and that gives me a lot of joy. As well. Yeah, it encourages you on one yeah. or two. I know we've got the little price questionnaire to close with, Mary, but I know mm-hmm. many people will will you know sort of say, "Gosh, I, I hate having my picture taken." Mm. So, from a professional from behind the camera, do you have any tips for people who would just like to to look a little bit better when uh, when they're in a photograph? Yeah, well, there's a lot, you know, when you're on a campaign or on a shoot, there's a lot of direction we have to take from about four, five, six people at once. And that's a bit different. But if you if you want, always, I think, just ground yourself and look away for a second, be it to the floor. And then as the the photographer, whoever's taking your picture, just about their, just as they are about to take it, look into the camera, look into the lens. Right. I think when you when if you don't want to give a big cheesy smile, think of something really nice or close to your heart, mm. and you smile from the eyes. Mm. You, you know, you really smile from the eyes, even if you're not smiling with a, a cheesy smile. You know, that's very important. It's funny. I mean, I have. I mean, nowadays with smartphones and whatever, we've mm. been taking selfies and, you know, I've photographs that are taken every so often of events I'm at or when I was at events and I was just looking at a screen. But, yeah. um, but say even for social media stuff. And it's funny because I'll sort of know before I see it if I'm looking okay in a photograph because I have felt a certain way when it was being taken. Mm. Whereas if I'm just feeling as if I'm turning it on, it's like I'm never... Oh. If no, you have to. This is really, I, I agree totally with what you're saying, James. Again, this goes back to cloning and comparing. And this all comes from the whole social media world we live in today, which is just a fabulous way to connect now, you know. But you just have to be aware. Be yourself. Yeah. You yeah. know, don't try to be whatever other for me, it's wherever the model. I don't ever try to compare myself with any other model out there, whatever the age at all. Yeah, because particularly in that industry, people are hiring you, so therefore you want to show up as you. And and, and I think that's true no matter what our roles are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gosh, okay. It's just relax into yourself. Relax into who you are, mm. you know, and it's enough. It really is enough. That's why they've called you. That's why they want yes. you. Yes, yes, yeah. It reminds me again. It's funny when I'm when I'm when we're chatting. Mary, other stuff comes into mind, and I, mm. 
I think it was that model, Linda Evangelista, who obviously in the 90s and was in the George Michael video and whatever. And I, it was an interview with her. It was going back a bit. And um, they were saying to her, do you ever get nervous? And she said, of course I get yes. nervous because people expect, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, they're, and they're paying a lot of money and mm-hmm. I have to deliver. And she said she um, gives herself a good talking to beforehand and she mm-hmm. She'd look in the mirror, she'll look at herself and she'll just keep repeating to herself, you're Linda Evangelista, you're Linda Evangelista, mm-hmm. because somehow she felt, and I thought it was fascinating, like she could see the images, but they, they were like one dimension of her, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't sort of see the, the anxiousness or the, or the work that goes in in preparation or mm-hmm. you know, everything else that goes around them. And I remember thinking at the, while when I, at the time when I was reading this a while ago, it's like, gosh... You know, it just shows you that no matter who you are, one, you still have to work at what you're doing, and two, yeah. you still have to overcome the... Oh, every, every shoot, yeah, the campaign, you are nervous going in, but it's, it's, a, it's a good nervousness. And again, if you do your homework, like she says, you know, you have to do your prep work. Mm. Your prep work is your, on yourself. And, you know, and then you have to do your product knowledge and who the client you're working for so that you make sure that it does on the day hopefully come out you know not completely seamless you know we have giggles too Mm. it's not all serious believe me it's fun it's great fun once you build a connection with the team and that's one of the things I've been really surprised at James going into Mm. and the modeling profession in my 60s is just how supportive I have found everybody in the fashion industry in Ireland and in the media. They are so supportive, no matter what the age. They are really, really supportive, which is, that amazed me. There's no jealousy. I didn't find any jealousy at all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good people doing their work. Um, And doing their best. Yeah. Most people are out there doing that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's just lovely when you think about it. Um, because well, a lot of people's perception would yes. be, is it, is it, you know, pretentious? I haven't found it. You know, I honestly haven't. You know, I've been out there, and particularly, I have to say, with the younger models, they've been tremendous. <laughs> I've had such a rapport with them. They're so exciting, and I just love their energy too because it takes me back to when I was in my like late teens and because I've been working with my last big shoot last week mm. with uh, Chupi uh, Jewelry, uh, a tremendous, a wonderful company, Irish jewelry company. I was working with a fabulous POT Chupi has and um, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, her name right. I think so, yes. UPI. Um, and the model, the younger model, Marwa, I was working with, she was 19. And right. it, it was just fabulous, you know. There was just a lovely rapport there. There was no competition yeah. ages of that. It's like what you were saying earlier, Mary, you, you know, you're, you're all the ages we've ever been. That all the ages. Yeah. 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 I think we all just need to just automatically accept each other accept mm. first of all who we are mm. accept who we are and you know and and accept 
whoever we come in, in touch with in our lives, be it through profession and life or personal or whatever, mm. accept and respect. Mm. Very important. Mm. The basics, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. We're going to move towards close because one, I, I think I've, you know, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, Mary, I think I'd love to have some sort of um, work in the in the fashion industry. Because I think you would, actually. I've, I only read recently the Andre Leon Talley uh, autobiography, The Schiff on Trenches, which was a which was a fascinating read in itself. And I've read a few fashion biographies of, um, you know, Elsa Schiaparelli and Donna Karen. Um, yeah. And and I just find that, that creativity, but yet the, the the business side of it fascinating. But anyway, let's 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 go into the little the quick fire round almost at the end, Mary. Your what or who inspires you? Who inspires me? That's that that to me. Um, I'm continually learning, and and with with, with inspiration, and that's what I love, James. Mm. But I have. Gosh, I've two things, but my main one is I've carried around, you know, and I'm not this holy Mary at all, but I've carried around a picture of Pope Paul II right, right. in 1977 when he was inaugurated. Mm-hmm. And I was back in London then working in the Tara Hotel, the Erlingus Hotel, and I've always cherished this photo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, is this the quote? This is not like who inspires me. Like, you inspire me. Oh, both inspire me. Um, because I've been doing my workshops with you going back, and we haven't seen each other for years. You know, there's many books. Mm. The main one at the moment, um, which inspires me, is The Blue Zones, would you believe? Oh, okay. I think I know what that is, but tell me a bit more about that, Mary. Well, this is um, the the Blue Zones is um, there are five regions on the planet Mm. um, where there are people living over the age of 100 centenarians and um, they they have beautiful um, longevity lives, Mm. you know, Um, and this is because of their social engagement, their diet their daily exercise and the community they live in. Right, right. So have you have you read this book? I've, I've heard of it. I've heard of it and I've heard of the Blue Zones. I think there's one in Japan off the top of my head. Okay, Japan yeah. and you have Sicily in, yeah. in Italy and um, Costa Rica. Right. And California. Mm. Uh, you know, um, yeah, and I think I remember that all right. It was like there was a lot of fish in their diets. There was a certain amount of oil. There was the activities. There was the sense of community. Um, I think I came at it from the angle of that other Japanese book or that Japanese term, Ikagi. You know, around finding your purpose in life. Um, yeah, and it touched. It touched on those as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think the um, the community one is the biggie for me, and I think that's what we all have to learn, particularly through COVID and this pandemic, is to just get back to connecting, getting back more community into our lives. Mm, you know, yeah, being after our neighbor, ourselves, our family, our neighbors, our elderly neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there was that the the the, the blue zone book. 
uh, you're saying there's a cherished possession, just that little card of Pope John Paul that you bring around with you. Yes, um, I've had it. I still have it in my wallet. It's here yeah. beside me. So I, you know, in my mid sixties, so I've had it in my in my wallet since 1977. And I, no matter what wallet I change or bag, he comes with me. It goes. It goes in there. Yeah. It well, goes in there. Mm-hmm. and it's always given me a feeling. It's just. It's protection. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a nice feeling. I like it. And yeah. you know, I love, love it. I don't love like it. I love it. You know, there's another lovely little story. I have a painting given to me by my mother's best friend. Right. And, and this is of a little girl sitting on a step with her hand under her chin. And she is just sitting there on the step with a big taffeta dress stall, you know, circled around her. Mm. And she's dreaming, you know, and she's wondering and she's using, you can see she's using her imagination. I have it up here in my home. And I just feel that, you know, this also gives me a lovely feeling of reassurance, you know, as well when I look at this. The, the emotional connection with it, yes, which, yeah. which I think is important really for all art. Yeah. It's the creativity and what it inspires in you. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, you gave us some lovely quotes from Ralph Lauren, from Anne Lamott um, in, our, in our chat. Is there any final quote or adage or motto or, or words of wisdom yeah. that you hold dear, Mary? Well, I have my own one. <laughs> even better, even better. <laughs> Is that you are never too old and it's never too late. Okay, you're never too old. I'm, right, I'm writing this down. You're never too old and it's never, and it's too, never too late, you know. You know, be it no matter what you want to do in your life, you know, and reinvent and reevaluate and reinvent yourself. You're never too old and it's never too late, ever. Uh, and, and as I say, you're, 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 you're living proof of that. Um, Thank you. Mary, and, and an inspiration to, to so many people. Uh, myself included, because as you said, you know, we we met in in a workshop a few years ago, and there I was a sense of you know of connection and friendship there, and and it's and it's been so lovely for 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 me to see you in this new new chapter where you're what was that quote I mentioned to you just before we came on air? You know, blooming where you're planted. Exactly. But even my workshops I attended years ago, and that's many years ago, James. Mm is they have really given me the tools that I need when I need to tap into, mm. you know, when particularly going through um, difficult times in my life. This is where, where you know, your motivational um, talks and your workshops has given me the tools. You've given me the tools that I have and I'll always hold and I'll, I'll tap into them when I need them in my life, you know. Oh, that's, that's, that's lovely of you to say and I'm, and I'm okay. chuffed with that. Thank you. So we're going to bring it to a close today. Mary, thank you again for your time and your, your yes. wisdom. And, and I'll be out there scanning the, the magazine <laughs> again and I'll be nudging someone and saying, I know her. <laughs> I'll be buying and saying, I know her. She's my friend. <laughs> Well, I tell you what I do really love. I love when I have quite a lot of young people who follow me and I have quite a lot of young people who approach me mm. when I'm in styling. I, I work in Ireland, it's two days mm. a week styling. And I love and I get such a joy. I mean, I, I love when my own age category come up to me and, and, and talk to me. But it's when the younger people do, 
because it gives me hope. It gives yeah. me a lot of hope yeah. for them. Yes. And a lovely message to finish on. Uh, Mary, thank you again. I'm going to shout out your Instagram so people can follow you on that. It's Mary thank underscore Dunn, D-U-N-N-E dot I-R-L. Uh, so that's it for this week. Thanks again, Mary. And Enjoy. thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm James Sweetman. More information about me is available on my website, jamesweetman.com. And until next week.